This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Hour number three. By the way, thank you for all the text messages. I hope I got everybody answered during the break. I appreciate that very much. Dave O'Rourke joining us now. Dave, welcome. How are you? I am wonderful and very, very pleased you giving me a little time here. Oh, no, we appreciate it very much. Appreciate what you guys are doing. I I mentioned a few minutes ago a climate conversation. It's a new new documentary uh, coming out. And by the way, some of the folks that are in the film i interview on a fairly routine basis as well so again thank you very much for what you're doing talk to us about this when is it coming out how can people see it and so on well thanks for this opportunity i do want to let people know that there's a wonderful new documentary that'll be out we're going to debut the film at rockley's event center on thursday september 28th okay at 6 p.m it's more than just a viewing of the film it's a special event and we hope that people will come because they'll be able to enjoy fellowship in a social hour before the film with refreshments and and you know uh, drinks, adult beverages, and and non, uh, and a panel discussion with the with the producers and stars of the film, and um, and we'll also have um, James Taylor from the Heartland Institute. There'll be an opportunity to engage with people who have spend an awful lot of time thinking about this. So we're looking for a terrific night out on September 28th. What can people expect out of the film itself? And again, I know some of the folks that are in it. And, you know, let me back up. Let me start with this. Why the film? Let's start there first. This film has a wonderful backstory. It's not like other films. People who have watched it, have said that the, a climate conversation is a labor of love on the part of Walt Johnson, who self-funded this film with significant withdrawals from his from his retirement account. But that's not quite right. It's really a labor of science inspired by love. So this is a film by a seasoned geophysicist who spent his early life in the San Juan forest and then spent his entire 40-plus year career understanding the Earth and listening to this tribal shouting match between the climate alarmists on one side and, you know, the real skeptics and what are called deniers on the other and just felt that he had to do something. He had to create a film that would that the 80% of the people in the middle could come together, get the facts, and make up their own mind. Because there is, there is in the facts a significant amount of learning available to people. 
so they can make up their own mind and they can decide how to go forward. Some of the solutions, and let's just say this, John, climate change is real, but climate change proposed solutions are also real, and some of the costs that are proposed are just enormous in the hundreds of trillions of dollars to go net zero. Right. How will we get that money? Where will which, we get which, that money? But as you what know, there's, we get for it? that's just a name because there's no such thing as you know. You can't do net zero. doesn't exist. If it were possible, it will come at spectacular cost, not just in money, but in choices Correct. that we're going to leave the future generations. And Correct. For example, there was, there was an article today in, in Real Care Politics Aggregator about the amount of land that will be required. So there's a money cost, but there's also costs about how we're going to live our lives and what is the future of private property? And, you know, we are going to need to come together. If we decide as a people that climate change is something that we can affect, we're going to need to decide what the right path forward is. This, this film creates an argument through questioning, not cramming down, but through questioning. It, it, it intended to create a conversation so that we can understand the parameters of the problem and then make decisions that are actually feasible. And you guys combine all this into a documentary film. How long is the film, by the way? The film is an hour. It was, uh, it was shot by a Denver-based uh, filmographer, cinematographer, writer, and director named Colton Moyer, and the film is absolutely stunning. It's a beautiful film. And the sincerity of the people in the film is just so evident from the beginning. It's really a search for truth. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, th- thank you for explaining that. I mean, as I assume that this is a, since it's a documentary, you're going to have people on, and <clears throat> excuse me, I know some of these individuals, by the way, and they're very solid individuals. They're going to not just present their opinion, but I'm assuming there's facts and figures and so on to back up some of what we're covering in the film, right? Yes, yeah, so the, the film takes a Socratic approach, asking basic questions and asking them of people who have the information, real experts to examine those facts, and then looking to science as a source of wisdom, so that, and not, not, a, not a cudgel to beat people down with and to be rhetorical, but to give people information that's critical to their own future so they can make up their own minds. What do folks need to do to sign up for, and I will be out of town, otherwise I would join you, but what do folks need to do to sign up for the 28th event? It is so easy. Simply go to our eponymous website, aclimateconversation.com, and on that website you'll find a, a significant amount of information about the film, but you also have an opportunity to secure tickets, which we've made as affordable as we can. So the tickets are, you know, sort of extraordinarily inexpensive because there's a social hour, there's a, there's a networking opportunity with hundreds of people, there's a panel discussion with real experts. So it's a fun night out. A ticket for a single individual is twenty dollars, hmm. but you can bundle it with a guest for thirty. That's cheap. That really is. To knowing knowing everything you just said, and I'm on, I'm on the website right now and looking at the event itself. That's a pretty inexpensive night out and very informative at the same time. 
it's an opportunity for me to meet some of the some people who are who want to engage in this reasonable way and get science based answers, ask honest and simple questions, and begin to understand what the unfiltered truth mm. really looks like. Nice, nice. A climateconversation dot com is the website. And again, looking forward to this. Now, Dave, is this going to be something where once you guys do the event, will people be able to go and see this? You know, even if there's a fee associated, can they? Is it going to be in theaters? Is it going to be online? How are you going to do that from that point forward? We have a very robust distribution plan for the film after this this uh, Broccoli's Event Center debut on the 28th. It will debut worldwide on um, Newsmax on the weekend of October 14th. Okay. And after that, we will be promoting it across social media. We'll be making it available to school children. We're going we're gonna to have a significant effort to market it to the educational, sort of the alternate educational, you know, where people actually want to learn something, that those kind of schools. So we're going to make it available to people, and we hope to screen this film in Washington, D.C. for members of Congress who, who'd like to take an approach forward that is both reasonable, effective, and affordable. Hmm. Nice. Um, looking forward to this, by the way. Again, if I was in town, I would be joining you guys. I will be watching the film either way. I'm anxious. And, Dave, again, I appreciate you very much giving us all the insight into this. I'm the grateful one here, John. Thanks for having You're me. You're very welcome. Dave, have a great night. We'll talk to you again, I'm sure. In fact, when you want to come back on, even once things kind of get debuted out to the world and so on, if you want to join us again, let me know. That'd be my pleasure. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it very nice, uh, very much. Have a great night. I appreciate it. Flesh Laws coming up next. And again, Kevin is my personal attorney. He can be yours as well. 303-806-8886. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. If you've got any garage door issues at all, give Pops uh, Pops Garage Doors a call, 719-399-1089. Do the job right the first time is not just a saying. It's the founding principle of Pops Garage Door. Pops understands the importance of a seamless experience when it comes to repairing your garage door. And that is why they are committed to excellence with a quality of service you can only get from family. As a family-owned business, Pops' team of expert technicians will treat you with that same care and respect they give to their family. 
They will service your garage door right the first time with no pressure to upsell or too good to be true deals. Pops Garage Door doesn't just do customer service. They do family service, providing a free inspection and estimate to ensure your garage door is fixed the first time out. And with over 275-star Google reviews, you can be confident Pops will treat you well. Let Pops Garage Door do the job right the first time for you by going to klzradio.com slash garage. That's klzradio.com slash garage. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Sharon says, love this company. They have gone above and beyond to respond to our copier and service needs for the past 10 years. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or need service on equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. Putting reason into your afternoon drive, this is John Rush. All right, a topic I haven't talked much about, mainly because I don't know a ton about it. I've learned some, and I probably should have talked about this some last week, but that is the convicted murderer, Danello, I'm going to butcher this last name, Cavalcanti? C-A-V-A-L-C-A-N-T-E. He is, has escaped from a jail in Pennsylvania. It's been 10 days. His latest sightings now show him armed with a rifle. He's, by the way, changed his appearance as well. So he's changed his appearance. He's now armed with a rifle. And he just sort of, I don't want to say walked out, but I think he shimmied up between two buildings over a fence, and out he went. He did a duck walk up the wall, basically. And out out he went. Now, some are questioning... This seemed really easy for him to leave. <laughs> he's only five feet. Yeah, he's a short guy. He's only five feet. He's a little guy. Now, he's a little guy, but very dangerous. So I, I don't want to minimize the dangerous part of this. And I talked last week a little bit about how in Pennsylvania, a lot of folks are going out and buying guns and getting armed because they're worried about this guy. Now, just to show you how ludicrous gun control laws are. This guy's a known felon on the run. He's out. He's not even a U.S. citizen from what I understand. He's, he's, a, Brazil, he's a Brazilian, right, Charlie, a Brazilian. Yeah, it, illegal immigrant from Brazil being tried for murder, a convicted murderer from what I understand, here in the U.S. And, yeah, and Brazil, both, so... So two murders. Thank you, Charlie. Two murders. Been 10 days since his escape. He's now armed with a rifle. So the chances of him passing a background check are probably minimal. If at all, it's just not possible. Okay? He's not going to pass a background check. Point being, how did he get the gun? Okay, this guy's a convicted two-time murderer, escaped from jail, He's now being shown pictures and so on with a rifle. So did he go to the gun store and buy a gun? No, he did not. He most likely stole the gun. Yeah, he stole it from a garage, Charlie says. A locked garage, but he stole it. That's how he ended up with it. So bottom line, those of you that are on the left, 
you all want more gun control. How, how does more gun control stop a convicted murderer like this Danello guy from running around now terrorizing the hills of Pennsylvania? Tell me how your gun control measures work. I'm, I'm, I'm listening, by the way. I'm, lines are open. You're more than welcome to call in, 303-477-5600. It's funny. I've never had a lefty call in and debate me on gun control. I don't, and I don't know why. I, I never, I've never told Charlie this story. I've told my wife this, but I've never told Charlie this. I actually called in to a talk show when I was 17, 16, 17 years of age because there was some knucklehead DJ back in the day that was just railing on how good gun control was. I'm like 17. I'm not even old enough to vote. And I called in one night and debated this guy on gun control. Very first time I ever called in to any kind of a radio station ever. The guy just had my dander up so much that even at 17, I was like, this guy is an absolute knucklehead. Has no idea what he's talking about. I'm only 17. But that was my first experience with talking on air. And I didn't do it because I wanted to be on air. I wanted to do it because the guy was a knucklehead. So I called in, debated, and don't know whether I won or not. I mean, he had his opinion. I had mine. It's interesting on this program... All the years that I've done this, since 2013, I've yet to have anybody ever call in and debate me on gun control. Anybody from the left? I'm not sure why. Is it because there's nothing to debate or they can't hold their own? Or I don't, I don't know. I mean, I've had other people call and debate about other things on the left, climate change and the like. But I've never had anybody ever call in from the other side and debate me on gun control. I'm guessing because there's really nothing to stand on. It's in a very emotional thing that people want to have passed. Let's just take, you know, let's take guns away from law-abiding citizens and that'll make things better. Because, by the way, even the governor, the clip I played yesterday, the New Mexico governor, when a reporter in the room said, so do you feel like this, this executive order that you've passed is somehow going to keep criminals from entering Albuquerque with a gun, and her answer back was no. So even she herself, a complete total lefty, knows that passing an executive order in New Mexico for concealed weapon permit holders, they can no longer carry a gun. And as I said earlier, the the DA there and the sheriff have basically said, we're not going to enforce that, so do whatever you want. But she feels like she has to do something because that's always the knee-jerk reaction of the left. Go ahead, Joe. John, just a little more flavor on the Pennsylvania thing. After about the three or four days, I started doing TV news crews were interviewing local gun store owners, and they said they were getting a surge of first-time novice gun buyers coming in, and they could tell they were novice because they said, I've never owned a gun. What kind of gun should I get? These were first-timers, obviously. So a couple of observations. One, these people who just suddenly decided after, you know, being adults – that they suddenly needed a gun for the first time in their life, had come to the realization that the police can't protect me. I am responsible for my own safety. Um, so that was a realization on the mm. part of the police. Mm-hmm. On the part of the... Second, how glad do you think they were to find out that Pennsylvania had not yet acted one of these three-day or seven-day waiting periods to get a gun? Yeah, otherwise, they wouldn't have owned it. They wouldn't, yeah. Or they'd have to wait. They'd have to, they'd have to wait you know, for you know, a week to get the gun, right. and the guys escape now. Um, in other way, words, the the guy, the five foot tall, 
uh, Brazilian, you know, illegal murderer, you know, two-time murderer who's running around, you know, terrorizing everybody. You know, if you had to wait five to seven days, how good does that do you? It doesn't. It doesn't do you any good at all. And by the way, uh, the prison he was in was the county jail. He, they were waiting. He was scheduled to be transported to a state penitentiary, so that's why it was, that's why he was there. Maximum security. Gotcha. Um, the other thing is, uh, people have no concept of how many guns are stolen. And the most, you know, what the most conservative estimate of stolen guns are in this country? I think you and I have talked what quarter million a year or so. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand yeah. a year. Which for people, that is eight hundred guns a day. It's a lot. A day are stolen in this country from homes and cars. And if you want to validate that, uh, there is a home burglary uh, once every eighteen seconds, which call it three times a minute. And one out of three of those homes will have one or more guns in it. Well, if you take, I think, I'm trying to remember how many minutes there are in a, in a, in a, in a year. Um, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's a big number. It's, it's a big number. Well, you take that times, you know, uh, you know one gun per minute uh, stolen, and that's where you come up with a quarter million. And if you add that. 525,600 minutes in a year. Right. And typically, when a gun, when when a gun a home has a gun, it typically has more than one gun. Right. And the people who are stealing them are tip are not. I'm not typically, but are frequently. I'm going to use the word frequently. Drug addicts. They don't. They don't want the gun because they already have their own gun. When they steal the second, third, fourth, and fifth guns, they're simply buying them to quickly sell um, for drug money. Correct. And I'll never forget the, the CBS Chicago did a special called "The Guns of Chicago," and they had a female reporter. Uh, interviewing a bunch of uh, thugs with their face, you know, their bandana face masks on, and they all had guns in their belts. And she asked one of these guys, one of the thugs, how tough is it to get a gun in Chicago? You know what he told her? Which one do you want? No, he told her, $30 in 30 minutes, do you want one? Yeah, yeah, in other words, which one do you want? Yeah, which one do you want? $30 in 30 minutes. That's how tough it is to get a gun in Chicago. In other words, it's not. So all these people are concerned about, you know, gun show loopholes, which don't exist because the no. gun laws don't change just because you've right. entered a gun show. Um, no, in fact, Joe, I've been to enough gun shows to tell you that it's it's most likely very opposite of what, what most lefties feel like it is when you're there. They are very, very um, secure, monitored, regulated, call it whatever you want. I, John, I've, uh, most gun shows like I do, I see this big sign, no floor sales allowed. Yep. Which means if you want to sell a gun at a gun show, you have to rent a table, and depending on the size of the gun show, it's either 300 to 750 bucks. To, nobody goes to a gun show and pays three. No private citizen who no. isn't a licensed gun dealer is going to pay 300 to 750 bucks to rent a table at a gun show to sell one or two guns, personal guns. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and where those stories, I think, come from, Joe, is there was a time back in the day prior to even, you know, I, I, I grew up where you know, background checks and things like that. It just wasn't a big deal at all. I mean, you could go to a private party sale and buy a gun. You could go to a gun show and, and buy a gun. You could take a gun and have a, you know, have a sign strapped to your back. And, you know, they checked all of your weapons before you went into the gun show, of course. I mean, this is back when I was a teenager in early 20s. And, yeah, you could do those things back then. It hasn't been that way, Joe, for a long, long time. Not for not for decades, John. I'm older than you. It hasn't been that way for decades. And let me tell you how ridiculous the background check in in Colorado and and Jersey. Uh, theoretically, and this is per the law, if my next door neighbor, who I know has more guns than I, and he's got a CCW, if he says, "Hey, I'm going duck hunting. Can I borrow your shotgun?" Technically, 
before I lend him my shotgun for the weekend, right. we have to run a background That's check. right. Technically, for, you're correct, yes. For two days, if he wants to yep. borrow my shotgun for two days, it requires a federal... That's how Technically, it's Joe, in Colorado, I don't know what it's like where you are, technically, you're not even supposed to allow him to handle said gun without doing that. I didn't realize it, it applied to handling the gun. Yes. Technically, you're not even supposed to allow him to handle it. Wow. And, and, even, and even though, so... And, and again, so no, he, none of these, by the way, as you know, Joe, in Colorado especially, there's not a sheriff one or a, or a police officer one that's even going to enforce anything that you and I are talking about. That's why you don't no, hear uh, about any of this, because the, the officers are like, time out, this is ridiculous, we're not doing this. Right, which is why, by the way, I don't know if you you read on the air, I, I missed the last hour, but down in, in Albuquerque, both the sheriff of... Yep, Berlin I did, I talked about that, yes, I sure did. And the DA have both said... We're, we believe this is unconstitutional. We took an oath to, to defend the Constitution of the United States, and we believe this is unconstitutional. We're not going to force our executive order. And it is, by the way. I th- these guys are spot on right. But, but, and here's a, now, the governor of New Mexico is also a lawyer. And here's the biggest uh, – she was asked by a TV reporter, do you believe your order is constitutional? And her answer was – now, she's a lawyer. Her answer was, I guess we'll see. Now – what you believe, what is what is what it gets ruled that talk about a cop out she didn't ask you if you think it will be ruled constitutional she said do you you believe it is now when you passed it you either did or you didn't either you know, and if you didn't believe it was constitutional then you had no business passing it so that was her cop out i mm-hmm. guess we'll see if any other answer other than i believe it is Means you're being disingenuous if you if you put it if you issued an executive order that you didn't in your heart believe was constitutional. I think that's grounds for impeachment. Personally, I I agree. And she she is way out. Of, I mean, her answer of I only you know I did this because their rights basically I'm paraphrasing basically what she said Joe was the rights of these victims subvert everybody else's. No, that's not how it works, Joe. As you know, it not. And by the way, and she used a fake statistic. She. She kept talking about you know, uh, death, child deaths from gun violence. Well, half those things were suicides. And, John, suicide by gun is no more an act of gun violence than suicide by hanging is an act of rope violence. Correct. If you hang yourself, were you a victim of rope violence? Correct. If you Correct. took a pill, a yep. drug overdose, were you a victim of pill violence? Great example. So, first of all, no, they were not – half those deaths were not gun – and the second thing, the study, which I have a copy of, I may have sent you – they, they classified anybody up to and including 19 years of age, which means if you were 19 years old, 11 months and 364 days, a convicted felon, and you died in a shootout with another gangbanger, you got counted as, quote, a childhood gun death. Mm-hmm. If you can vote, buy a car, be sentenced to a penitentiary, or join the military without your parents' permission... You're not you a child not, anymore. You're not a child, and classifying that person's death as a pediatric gun death is about as... criminal. You know, it's criminal. It, you're skewing the numbers to make your, your narrative fit, Joe. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Figures don't lie, but liars figure, Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. Uh, lies, damn lies, and statistics, Mark Twain. So classic example of skewing the numbers yep. Uh, yep. to make a case. All right, John. Good, good stuff, Joe. Nope, as always, I appreciate it very much. We'll come right back. I've got an example, by the way, as to how gun control here in Colorado does not work. I'll talk about that in a moment. Affordable interest mortgages next. Kurt Rogers, 720-895-0500. Many of you are seeing your credit card rate around 18 to 21%. 
With the Fed's continuing to raise rates, it's getting harder to stretch that dollar. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. If you currently have a low rate on your mortgage, but the other debts are not giving you any breathing room, consider refinancing and getting a blended rate in the fours. Now is the time. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Get that blended rate in the fours and lower your total monthly payment, six, seven, eight hundred a month. We can show you how to lower your monthly debt and keep more of your money, all with a low blended rate. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Locally owned and serving Coloradans since 2001. Let us show you how to own your home faster and pay less interest. Our experience will save you money. 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. That's 720-895-0500. Start saving six, seven, eight hundred a month now and breathe again. NMLS 298-191, regulated by door, equal credit lender. All right, touchless water faucet. Kind of cool. Might be something you're interested in upgrading. High Five can do that for you. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing knows that your drains are out of sight, out of mind. Until they back up, High Five uses a range of high-tech gadgetry to find out what's blocking your pipes and drains. From small augers to big rooters that slice through clogs like a hot knife through butter, they have the tools and knowledge to fix your clog fast, right, and permanently. High Five can solve your plumbing problem fast and educate you on what happened and how to prevent it in the future. Drain clogs can happen far from where you can see and for a wide range of reasons and causes. So when it is necessary, High Five uses a camera system to take video footage of the clog and show it to you so you can stop it from happening again. High Five also offers an enzyme treatment, which is a bacteria that feeds on organic matter like algae, mold, hair, and other clog-causing material to keep your drains running freely. When your drains are gurgling and draining slowly, call High Five for this at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE today or go to klzradio.com slash plumbing. Hey, I've been uh, actually through the show today, even emailing and going back and forth with Wade from Premier Home Remodels because we're doing some stuff at our home. So that's the kind of communication you get. Talk to Wade today, 720-619-8773. Premier Home Remodels is the full-service remodeling company for your individual needs. Remodeling your home does not have to involve tearing down your entire house or even half of your home. Premier Home Remodels will work with you on any remodeling idea you have regardless of the size, as they want to build long-term relationships with all their customers. They can help you complete a small remodel now, even if it is only your kitchen cabinets, while assisting you in planning for the future home you want when you want it. Premier Home Remodels will guide you to your end home goal and will incrementally work with you towards your dream home. With Premier Home Remodels over 50 collective years of experience, they can handle any size remodeling project. And they want to earn your trust by offering a free consultation and evaluation so you can decide together what is best for your home. To start the conversation for your home remodel, go to klzradio.com remodel. All right, take control of your power. Solar might be the answer to do that. Talk to Alan Davis today, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis knows that renting electricity from Excel Energy and other power providers will cost you more and more every year. 
The new solar energy financial incentives are exciting because they allow a homeowner who has good sunlight on the roof of their home to pay much less for their electricity versus renting that electricity from the power company. Now there's a push to install smart meters in Colorado homes too. And that means in addition to the huge annual power bill increases, we'll have even more to pay due to the smart meter rollout. That is on top of the fact that most power companies in Colorado have dramatically increased their annual power bills far past the normal historical annual increases. Now it's common to see 15 to 20% annual increases if you continue to rent your electricity from the power companies. Typically, those who get solar installed pay about two-thirds less than they were going to pay the power company over the next 25 years. That's money back in your pocket, and you get to determine your electricity future. Call Alan Davis now at 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. Live and local, back to Rush to Reason. All right, I told you a moment ago that I would give an example of how gun control doesn't work, even here in Colorado. Now, some of you may have seen this article, and I'm taking a little bit different twist on this maybe than what this news article wanted it to be. Intercepted gun part shipment from China leads to bust at Thornton Home. A Thornton man was arrested after law enforcement said they searched his home and found more than a dozen firearms, potentially destructive devices, and Nazi memorabilia and drawings. Now, when I first read that, I'm like, okay, so the guy's got some firearms. He, whatever, if he loves the Nazis, I think he's a knucklehead, but there's no law against that. And the... You know, potentially destructive devices, there's a lot going on in those three words, so I don't know what that really means. But at first, I'm like, okay, what gives him the right to enter this guy's home? Okay, so he's got some Nazi stuff, and he's got some firearms and what have you. I mean, a lot of people have firearms and potentially, I mean, potentially destructive devices. If you're a reloader and you've got a few cans of, you know, powder and some primers and get where I'm going with this, you have potentially, quote-unquote, destructive devices. So I don't know what they found. Now, as I read through the article a little more, I'm thinking to myself, first of all, what gives the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Colorado the right to go into 36-year-old Dean Fabiano's house? Well, the investigation began after U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, Border Protection, seized a package from China labeled Toys. It came from a company known for sending gun parts and counterfeit merchandise into the U.S. Okay, so there's a red flag. Okay, I get that one. So there's kind of where he went awry to begin with. According to criminal complaint, the package contained two Glock switches, which makes the Glock fully automatic, by the way, which are illegal, unless you've got the right credentials to own it. It was addressed to Fabiano. Neither of the switches, which allows a handgun to operate in fully automatic fashion, had serial numbers. Legal analyst George Brockler said, this is an interesting case. Why, this is George's quote, what I found fascinating was that the feds had been tracking this, or the the importation of this various trigger devices and would cause semi-automatic handguns like the ones the guy possessed to become fully automatic. And other silencers, we'll call them suppressors. 
They've been tracking places in China. They've been shipping them to the U.S. and disguising them as toys or other similarly weighted devices. And so they were on the lookout for this, Brockler told Fox 31. Brockler said the Nazi memorabilia is troubling by itself, but it's protected by the First Amendment, kind of what I said a moment ago. The complaint did not list any evidence of a specific threat. Now, federal law enforcement is taking a very aggressive approach when it comes to and trying to keep firearms out of the wrong hands, and it begins before the stuff enters the country. So, here's where there's a problem with all this. This was at least the sixth shipment addressed to Fabiano since 2018, according to the criminal complaint. It came from companies known to ship gun parts into the U.S. Here's the problem. And here's where I say gun control laws don't work. This was at least the sixth shipment, as I said a moment ago. Fabiano has multiple, multiple felony convictions dating back to 2002 that prohibit him from owning firearms or ammunition. So tell me how all of these stringent gun control laws we have in Colorado kept this gentleman by the name of Fabiano from owning guns. Because they found on September 6th, just last week, 18 firearms, various parts and ammunition, body armor, suspected drugs including Xanax, psychedelic mushrooms, and meth, potential destructive devices including elements needed for pipe bombs, and of course Nazi memorabilia. Now, again, I am taking a different take on this because bottom line, he's not supposed to own a firearm, period, even with the old gun control laws Colorado had before things got really crazy and out of luck. And Colorado said practically anything can be dangerous and a weapon, yes, or can be a dangerous weapon, yes, I agree. Point being, and I'm, again, I'm taking a little different approach to this article and everything that's gone on than probably somebody else is. I'm looking at it as, wait a minute, lefties. You love gun control. You love the fact we have magazine you know, round limits in Colorado, and, and, and we go. You can't sell a private firearm without going through a background check and on and on. So how did Fabiano, with all of these great gun control measures we have in Colorado, how did he own 18 firearms and all of the other paraphernalia that he owns? See, see where I'm going with this, folks? Those of you that are gun, you know, anti-gun nuts, which you are, because there's... No real answer to getting rid of these, by the way. This, and, and, and by the way, kudos to our law enforcement for following up on this guy and known parts coming into a known felon and so on. There's sort of, you know, number one, this guy's a knucklehead. If you're going to buy these things like he did, through the mail is probably not the best way to do so. And if he was really smart, he would have had some of these things delivered to somebody else clear outside of his circle and bought them from him or her and never had it delivered to his house. And no, I'm not giving any secrets out because criminals, most criminals think like this. Evidently, the Xanax and mushrooms must have destroyed this guy's thinking ability. Because any other known criminal would have done what I just said and not shipped them to their own house through the mail. You have somebody else order them for you, and you get where I'm going with that. They don't have to give out and spell this all out because the criminal's already thinking through that. 
my main point with this is, number one, this guy's a knucklehead, <clears throat> not thinking straight, because he got caught just because he's ordering crap from China through the mail. Otherwise, they would have known what this guy's doing. But on top of that, those of you that are on the left that feel like gun control really works, tell me how in this case it did. 18 firearms, various parts and ammunition, which as a felon, he's not supposed to own any of these. So the first two items that I just mentioned as a multiple convicted felon, not a one-time felon, you know, not like a DUI felon, but a multiple convicted felon, He's not allowed to own firearms or the parts or ammunition. So that's under old law that Colorado had prior to even the updates we've had the last several years. So those of you that are on the left that are so loving of gun control, tell me how this worked out for you. Now, some of you are going to come back and say, well, he got caught, didn't he? Well, not because of your gun control laws. He got caught because he was a knucklehead ordering parts from China. That's how he got caught. Your gun control law did nothing to stop this guy. Nothing. Zero zilch. But yet all of you, you know, anti-gunners, you think every gun control law out there is going to stop somebody like this. No. This guy, fortunately, because he's a moron, stopped himself. Because he ordered parts from somebody known to shipping things into the U.S. illegally. And that's what got him caught. Not buying guns. So you guys on the left that are for more and more and more gun control, tell me how in this situation it stops. It doesn't. Again, I guess no one ever calls in from the left to debate me on this because you can't. Because there's no defense of this, which there isn't. There's not a single gun control law that stops this guy by the name of Fabiano. Because Colorado already has some of the most stringent gun control laws out there. And yet this guy owned 18. And ammunition, which he's not supposed to own. And body armor, which he can own body armor. There's nothing nothing illegal about that. Now, I don't know about some of the other stuff. You know, you're not even supposed to own meth. That's against the law as well. Last time I checked, meth is an illegal substance. I, the psychedelic mushrooms, I, that changed, so I don't know on that. I have no idea on the mushroom thing. Xanax, I think that's a prescription, last I checked. So, again, none of what this guy's doing is legal, and yet he owns all these firearms. And yet you gun control nuts think more of it's going to fix something like this. Newsflash, it's not. Golden Eagle Financial, free dinner. Free analysis of your finances. Call Al today. Don't forget, he'll be on tomorrow with his own show from 2 to 2.30 right here on KLZ. In the meantime, find Al at klzradio.com. Whether you want to give to others, travel the world, or just retain your lifestyle, Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial can help you make it a reality. Al will carefully look over your assets with your wants and needs in mind to plan for volatility, performance, and expenses. He has the experience of knowing when volatility will be outside of your risk tolerance. He also takes into consideration your own wants and needs and realistically helps you to organize your expenses. And most importantly, his 30 years in the field helps him to anticipate market changes and respond in the most responsible, proactive way. Al will document your financial plan like a roadmap 
so you can understand it as well as refer to it when you need to. Whether you're approaching retirement or already there, contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial today at klzradio.com money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. KNR Home Transitions, don't forget to ask about the re-up program when you call them. Find them by going to klzradio.com. You're stuck. You need to sell that house. Inflation means a remodel is going to cost a fortune, and high interest rates means your price is spiraling by the day. KNR Home Transitions uses a revolutionary new service called ReUp to do it all for you. ReUp will remodel your home at no upfront cost and split the profit with you when the home sells. Think about it. Sure. You could remodel the place yourself, put in the work, hire and pay the contractors, clean the messes, and market it online yourself. But your time is valuable, and you don't have months to do it and foot the bill for the work up front. You want your place sold now and for what you feel it is worth. K&R knows your market. They know what sells, and they can be a one-stop shop so you can go about your life without worrying about the stress that comes with doing a remodel to sell. Get started now by going to klzradio.com home or call them at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. All right, Cub Creek HVAC, or heating and air, I should say. They'd love to help you out. Father and son team, Doug, who I've known for 30-plus years. Call them today, 303-656-5467. If you forget that, just go to klzradio.com. Father and son, Doug and Hunter, and the team at Cub Creek Heating and AC know what good old-fashioned integrity means. They've been in business since 1997 and they approach service the same way they did when they started. They look at every job like it's their own home because they always want to be sure they can sleep at night with a clear conscience. They don't go for upsells. They give you options, and you can decide what's right for you. Cub Creek breaks down your charges in an itemized list while they're in your home to avoid surprises. That's why when people want a second opinion on their HVAC needs, they call Doug and Hunter at Cub Creek Heating and AC. And most importantly, Doug and Hunter are not only technicians, they are craftsmen, and they take incredible pride in their work. That's why they're proud, exclusive Ream Heating and Cooling Pro Partners. Contact Doug and Hunter of Cub Creek Heating and AC today by going to klzradio.com HVAC. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you navigate through the maze of health insurance options so you get the right plan to fit your needs at the best premium. GIA never charges fees, and your premiums will never be any higher than going directly to the insurance companies or buying online. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. You know, going back to this article from Fox 31, and I'm sure it's in other places. That just happened to be the first one I found. Nowhere in this article shows you how corrupt, by the way, the media is. And yes, I do mean corrupt. Not one 
paragraph or sentence anywhere in this entire article said what I said about why does this guy own these in the first place. Evidently, our gun control laws in Colorado are ineffective. Not a single mention in this entire article about what I just said. Not one. No. Headline reads, intercepted gun part shipment from China leads to bust at Thornton home. Not one iota about the fact that he's a convicted felon and owns guns, which means our Colorado laws, gun control laws, are ineffective. Nothing in here. In fact, George, love you as well. You didn't mention this. Now, maybe you did and they didn't take your quote and put it into the article. Maybe you talked about that. And if that's the case, then fine. I'll give you some grace there. But nothing that you're quoted in here is saying says anything to the effect of, I guess our gun control laws don't work in Colorado because he owned 18 as a convicted felon. By the way, some of you are going to say, well, maybe he bought those before he was a felon. Doesn't matter. In Colorado, as a felon, you are not allowed to even own some you had previously. So even if you had guns prior, and this, by the way, is where it gets really crazy, and I don't agree with red flag laws and all of that. Let's just say, for example, you're a law-abiding citizen, and something happens, and you end up with a fight with your neighbor, your girlfriend, whatever it happens to be. And charges are pressed. And you end up having to take some sort of plea deal that keeps you from going to jail. And in turn, you have to take a felony conviction for that, because what I'm telling you can happen. I know some of you say, no, John, that's outlandish. No, it can happen. Trust me. Let me give you a better one. Let's say that you had a little too much to drink one night. And you get behind the wheel, which you should not. And I never would suggest anybody does. But let's say you do. And something happens and you get pulled over. There's no accident. There's no harm done. Nothing happens. But you get pulled over. And you end up with a DUI. And by the way, the legal limit in Colorado is very, very low. So maybe you're just a little bit above that, but you end up with a DUI. And in Colorado, Charlie, correct me, but I believe if you have two of those, you're now a felon. Don't quote me. It's either two or three. I can't remember which. But I, I, I think three strikes, you're out. I think you're, I think you're a convicted felon at that point. So let's just say, though, that you, this first one happens. And some time goes by, a year or two. And you've been a pretty good boy. But all of a sudden, you know, something happens, rough day, whatever, and same thing happens. Maybe you have one too many beers, you drive home, and you're, you know, you're 0.9 instead of 0.8, or 0.08 instead of, you know, 0.09, whatever. You're pulled over again. You know, you're not really habitual. It's been a couple of years, but you're just a teeny bit over, but you still get another DUI. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but you do. Okay, so then the third one happens. It could be several, you know, by the way, this time frame could be, Seven years. I'm not exaggerating, by the way. You, you could do really well in between all of these, but now, seven years later, all of a sudden, you get another one, and now you're a convicted felon. Yes, that can happen in our laws in Colorado. So guess what? You no longer, those weapons, those 18 weapons you bought prior to all of this, guess what? Those have to be forfeited, technically. You're not supposed to own those any longer. Because if caught with those, guess what? You're going back to the big house. Or you're going to the big house. So my point with all of this is, as a felon, he's not to 
he is not supposed to own these or even be around them, period. You're not even allowed to have a hunting license with a firearm. You can have an archery license, but no hunting license. So I don't think all of you on the left really even understand the severity of what this guy did, yet there's not one single mention of what I just said in this entire article. No, really what they're focused on is the Nazi memorabilia. Yeah, I bad, I agree. Guy's a weirdo. But that's not the whole crux of what's going on here. What's going on here, he's a convicted felon, multiple convicted felon, not once, multiple, and he still had 18 guns. And I'm guessing he probably acquired some of those after he was a felon. That's my guess. I don't know that. We'll know more as maybe we'll know more. Same token, This you may not ever hear about this story again because it doesn't fit their narrative on the left because a felon has guns. Extreme Auto Repair coming up next. Make sure that whatever you need for your vehicle, you get it taken care of at Extreme, especially as we head into winter. They've got tires at cost, 303-841-1071. Everyone has had a bad experience getting car repairs done, and that's what motivates the team at Extreme Auto Repair. Trust. Extreme wants to build lasting relationships with their clients, so when their ASC master mechanics do inspections, they use a computer program to document the whole process. And if something doesn't seem right, they use a small camera to give you a video of the problem, so you can see for yourself. Extreme Auto Repair is also a pillar in the Parker community. Having established their shop in 1999 in the same location that they use now, Sean and the staff at Extreme built their business on word of mouth, which says a lot about the confidence they inspire in their customers. Another trust indicator is that a large part of their business is built on repairing professional vehicles, ambulances, vans, and buses that can cause damage or even death if they break down. If ambulance services trust Extreme Auto Repair to maintain their vehicles, you should too. So go to klzradio.com slash extreme to schedule your maintenance, repair, or inspection today. We don't yell at you. We inform you. Now, back to Rush to Reason. All right, tomorrow, Dr. Scott's going to be with me for the entire first hour for health and wellness. And I've got always have questions and things for Scott. So if you've got anything specifically for him, he's an internal medicine doctor and family doctor, all of that. So whatever you need, we'll take care of that tomorrow. We've got a great show in store for you, as always. Have a great night, guys. Be safe. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.